Blog Talk Radio. Not not really like my idea. I don't think 
Rick or Shane's idea of a, of a wrestling venue. But it'll suffice while they're finishing the whatever kind of renovations they're doing in the fairgrounds building. Oh, that's what but they're yeah, doing. Was, they're renovating the fairgrounds. Okay. Yeah, they're, I, I, you know, I understand they're doing something with the bathrooms, and Lord knows they needed to do that. I don't know what else. But, um, yeah, there's some work going on in there, and that's that's why they're out of there. And, you know, the air conditioning was appreciated, too, I'm sure, during these summer months. So, yeah, it was a it was a um, good show. They got to mix in some new talent, try some different things. It had more wrestling, specifically uh, Gladiator Jeremiah and Sal Renaro, re, Sal Renaro renewing their uh, feud from what they've been <laughs> – they started together, what, 15 years ago? More than that now. <laughs> Um, so that was fun to see. They had a real, they had a really good match. I, I enjoyed that. And um, um, what were your impressions of AWE? Oh, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of AWE this time. Uh, it's 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 something that for me I've got to be in the mood for it. And for I don't know why, but I was in the mood. Um, the standout thing was Martin Stone beating Chip Day, which I certainly thought this was going to be the title change. It figures that he's going to be signed by WWE, blah, blah, blah. But no. Stone wins. Not only does he win, he then turns and joins the hierarchy. And that guy is a hellacious promo. Both babyface or heel. There's one that's uh, on Facebook that's his post-match. That guy is a tremendous promo. Um, what what, what so was the, the gist of his reason for the turn? Uh, the, that he was basically uh, a sympathizer all along. If, people, if, if the fans uh, weren't such idiots, they would remember that, of course, he was the first one that beat Jimmy Rave. He's the first one who, who he actually beat him twice, then he beat him for the title, sort of intimating that it was, he, it was all a work all along that he was, in, that he was with them. So poor poor Chip Day got his ass beat down, and he's on the outs now with the hierarchy. And the one thing I wonder about is where that leaves them on the babyface side. I mean, clearly Chip Day is babyface now, but um, you know, it sort of like reminds me of the old NWO where guys. Keep I was going to say it's very NWO, right? <laughs> uh, Joe Black also joined as a replacement for Iceberg, who was announced as being retired due to injury. However. The good news from talking to uh, Berg is that he expects to be back in the ring in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. He's recovering very well, and uh, he's I, – I don't know if that means he won't be wrestling in AWE because in AWE they said, well, he now has a manager's license. So he was at ringside for Joe Black's match at AWE. So um, good news, though, that he's feeling a whole, whole lot better and making a, making a good recovery. They had the craziest – they had a crazy death match between Murder One and Trigger Dunkerton. That was like a fans bring the weapons thing, and it was just there was some hysterically funny thing. They had this fake fruit tree that was brought into the ring, and there was f- fake fruit flying everywhere. It was it was really you know an in, in inner tube, a pogo stick. I mean, it's a pogo stick. I got to hand it to the AW fans. Very creative in their weapons choices. So I mean. Some stupid stuff, but it was it was really funny. So yeah, I was I was in the mood, and I had a really I had a really good time. They drew about uh, one twenty five, maybe one fifty. Not not horrible, but a, you know a lot of discounted tickets I think in that mix. 
Where um where where's the venue now? Where are they doing this? Uh, they ran that Marriott Event Center, and they got a lot of nerve calling that an event center. It's just an old empty space in the back of a uh, strip mall that's been turned into a place to have events. So it's fine for wrestling. Uh, you know, it's got the, the ceilings are high, and you can't. There's not much you can do to destroy the building. Um, yeah, they also announced uh, that they're going to be coming back with that Monday Night Roar women's concept at the Opera. Uh, Opera Nightclub, uh, end of August. It's going to be a Monday night show. Obviously, it's Monday Night Roar. So uh, they're coming. I think it's August 28th. Uh, and but they did not announce a return date for uh, AWE. I understand they're looking at end of September, beginning of October. Okay. Well, tonight, you know, we're going to have. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to have Ace. We're going to have Reverend Dan, and we're going to have Tank. Of you course, are we're going to be talking. Right. We're going to talk a lot about Scenic City, which is happening. Boy, that. I mean, maybe it's just my perception, Larry. That card has ballooned up. My God, I was comparing the card from the first year, second year, and now this year. And boy, I mean, if there's any doubt that it was the event where the boys wanted to work, that has definitely been dispelled. Um, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of going on. And, and I'm sure uh, uh, Ace is going to touch on this, but an event that fans want to come to from everywhere. Got some guys coming from Australia, for God's sake. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah, yeah it's what's really the, um, something. What's a what's a what's a non-tournament related matchup that you're looking forward to? Of course, I mean you know the match I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know I can't wait for that first round match with Tank and Riddle. Uh, I you know I there's. I don't even know what that match looks like. It's such a fascinating <laughs> notion. And, you know, the, and Matt, Matt Rule is very popular, but this is Tank. I, I mean, in that building, in that area, I, I just can't wait for that. What's, what's a non-tournament match you're looking forward to, Larry? You know, I'll have to tell you, I have not even looked at the non-tournament matches. I don't even know what they're doing non-tournament-wise. So you'll have to tell me. There's- there's a whole lot of, I mean, I mean, I, I think that scramble okay. uh, with brutal Bob is going to be interesting. Um, I, I, any kind, anytime you have a match that I, I always think matches that on paper to me, at least as a wrestling fan feel like uh, this is just throw it all together. Those matches have a knack in shows of this kind of doing really well and really standing out because often you have guys that wanted to be in the tournament, maybe even a guy or two who thought they deserved to be in the tournament who are there to show out. And, you know, on a show where everybody's going to try to steal it, um, I'm curious to see how that scramble match comes about. Yeah. Now I just saw that they're doing hierarchy versus carnies. Now that's always a good match, but I'm sure there's a lot of other good non-tournament stuff as well. Uh, uh, Definitely ask so you... about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Larry, how is that going to – I mean, you you were there for Tank's last match, obviously, in the Landmark Arena in Cornelia. Yeah. You know, one way or another, um, Tank is having his very last match at Scenic City, depending on how many rounds he goes is how many matches it'll be. But what uh, what's what's the feeling that you think you're going to have watching Tank retire? Hmm. You know, I think the way that this has gone out, it's going to the way he has finished. 
it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good feeling, a satisfied feeling, because there's there's a sense of completion and conclusion to the way he's done this. Um, yes, that 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 feels pretty good to me. Um, of course, I'm going to miss the, not seeing any more tank matches. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I think it's going to I think it's going to feel okay. You know, I tank and I. This would surprise people, but but we chat on Facebook, um, and that started when I was I was at Jeff G's house, and he showed me a match between Iceberg and Tank against uh, Izzy. And, um, oh, God, uh, uh, he's one of the Dark City Fight Club, not John Davis, but Corey Chavis. Corey? Corey Chavis. Yeah, Corey Chavis. Yeah, and that match, I mean, that I, I went out of my way to sort of find Tank. Like, we, we, we really had never crossed paths before or anything like that, but I just, like, I just want to tell you, not only was that match great, I thought what him and Berg did for Chavis and Izzy, they put them over, and it looked so great. And the promo after was absolutely batshit insane. Like, again, guys with that level of authenticity are so rare, not just in wrestling, but, I mean, UFC shows it, right? Like, at the end of the day, Bones Jones and Lesnar, it's the only match they have between two guys who are a little bit more well-known than your just average UFC fighter who also have this air of, like reckless and or just dangerous, you know, there's something dangerous about them. They, they sort of march to the beat of their own drummer and you know, <laughs> bones gets in trouble all the time. And, and Lesnar is the epitome. I mean, I think he's the number one athlete that is a, a prominent one that is in the, I don't give a fuck category. I don't think that exists <laughs> anywhere in major sports except for Brock Lesnar. I mean, he, he really is a take-it-or-leave-it guy. I mean, if they put enough money on the table, he'll do it. And, and I mean, he doesn't apologize for that. That's a, it's a very non – that should be – that should work against him. Um, but for some reason, it doesn't. I mean, he's been very vocal about, you know, if UFC puts enough money on the table, I'm going to do another fight, and WWE can't stop me. And right. they don't. And, and, you know, he says many times, you know, he, he's all but said that pro wrestling is silly, but yet, you know, he's, but they still give him a check because he moves the needle. He's one of those few guys for both wrestling and UFC that moves the needle. And uh, Tank is one of those guys that moves the needle. I remember being very excited when he did PCW, that it was something that didn't happen under my watch, but Hankins made happen under his. And I remember thinking, like, that's awesome. If you had told me in 2010 that Tank would have wrestled at PCW, I don't, I don't think that that would have been possible. But uh, it's certainly great that it did. Well, and interestingly enough, a little later we have that specific promo to queue up when Tank came into PCW, maybe one or two others. If, if, if blog talk will cooperate, they're still telling me they're processing. They've been processing for two hours. So that doesn't sound good, but anyway, we'll see. About that. <laughs> well, we're, who, who are we going to have on first? I assume we're going to have ACE on first to talk about the scenic city. That's going to be exciting. Yes. we got ACE and Dan and then uh guest of honor will be joining us a little later. And I believe I actually do recognize his phone number this time around. We're joined by the promoter 
of Scenic City Invitational. Mr. Ace Rockwell, welcome to the Tipping Point, sir. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Doing great, man. How, how are you doing? Got the baby, got the family. Scenic City is finally here. I love big events. Um, I, I don't think anybody who hasn't put on a big event like you have, like I have, I mean, there's something about it where it feels like it's a million miles away when it is, and then the next thing you know, oh, God, it's this weekend. Well, oh, God, it's this weekend. How are you doing? Man, <laughs> you hit the nail. <laughs> Golly. Uh, get the head on the nail, man. It's. Uh, I remember talking about it, kind of pre-planning it a little bit in uh, November, December, and we got kind of going with uh, – Booking, uh, booking it up January, and then when we started announcing guys um, right around the end of March, early April, I was like, man, this is never going to get here. And now that it's here, I'm like, God, I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, Ace, I'm going to ask one more question, and I know Larry wants to jump in with a few, but First, give us give us the skinny. When's it happening? Where's it happening? Um, and give, give us the skinny on that. And then please talk about because each year you guys have put a, put a twist. You've tweaked it. You've made it bigger. What are the changes that you guys decided to make this year that you're implementing that people are going to get to see? What are people going to experience this weekend? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's at uh, East Hamilton Heights this Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Doors open at 6:30. Show starts at 7:30 on Friday. Um, the main show on Saturday will start at 7:30, um, but we'll have a couple matches at 7 o'clock um, uh, on Saturday night. Uh, tickets are $15 for the floor. Um, it's first come, first serve seating. Um, if you are disabled, we will um, do everything we can to meet your need. Um, General admission is ten dollars. Uh, as as of this conversation, I believe if we're not sold out on the floor, we're really close. Um, see here, I know that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have we have a few tickets left, but not not many. So if you need them, uh, get with Dylan Hales. His email is uh, Dylan Waco. That's D Y L A N as in Nancy. W A C at gmail.com and as far as what can people expect uh, you know this year that that may not have been around last year uh, FanFest is something that Papa Hills came up with because we uh, FanFest just kind of organically happened last year so he's kind of organized uh, a few things starting on Thursday uh, going uh, going Friday and going into Saturday um got you know a wrestling costume contest he's got you know podcast mania uh he's got uh, some karaoke contest um some q and a's with some of the guys so it's a pretty neat deal um we try you know after after last year we kind of you know we fell into selling an experience um you know we we're proud of the show that we have um we're proud of what we've done so far. And I think more so now, it's selling the experience of getting to Chattanooga, meeting new people. Um, I know a lot of the uh, you know fans, especially on Twitter, 
uh, call it the gathering of uh, wrestling Twitter. So I mean, it's 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 a neat it's a neat thing, especially when you can involve all types of uh, people um, to to come together and and watch what we feel is some good wrestling. Um, as of this conversation, we have five countries represented in 24 states. It's amazing, man. Just amazing. You know, I, I asked Larry earlier, Ace, uh, I swear I'm going to let Larry get in here in a second. Um, I asked Larry earlier, what's, what was a non-tournament-related match that he was looking forward to? What's a non-tournament-related match that you're looking forward to? Uh, I, I'd say just because of uh, of how it's kind of evolved uh, over the last couple of weeks, are the hierarchy and the carnies. Um, you know, you can, you know, you can dislike one or the other. You can like one or the other, um, but they've 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 taken their story, um, and it's it it, it hasn't died. Um, I, I kind of liken it a little bit, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but to Sean Simpers and I. Boring. Um, you, the, you you come up with new ways of inventing. Um, what they're going to do to hook you. And when they hook you, you're hooked. Um, so I'd say that match. Cool. Larry, please. Uh, yeah. I, Ace, I was curious. I, I mean, I'm sure this is the case, but I wonder if you could talk a little bit about people that uh, maybe, you know, like – do you have any stories about people that wanted to get in this tournament, wanted to be on this show, and there just weren't any room, weren't any spots left for them? That man, that's the worst part about about this. Um, I, I I know I can be a dick, um, and there's there's no way around it. I can be right, <laughs> and I can be wrong. It, it, it you know it is what it is. Um, but what I hate doing is just. I hate having to tell people no, and I hate having to, you know, be that bad guy, but it's, you know, it's the job I took on and it's what I have to do. We've turned down um, some very good wrestlers for this thing. Um, I, you know, maybe it will work out in the future for some of those guys. Yeah. I mean, did we have some other plans this year? Sure. Um, initially we had, you know, Slim. Uh, in, a, in a spot, he got hurt in March, um, couldn't make it to the Scenic City Rumble, and that's not why he's in the tournament. We just didn't know when he would be healthy. Uh, we we weren't sure. I'm glad he's healthy now, and you know it, it stinks uh, that we're missing out uh, because you know I just envisioned him and Matt Riddle, and that's something as a fan um, of pro wrestling that I personally want to miss out on because I really wanted to see that match. Um, and we have great matches this year, don't get me wrong, but just from being in the ring with Slim, knowing Riddle, to me that was just something that I wanted to see really bad. And as far as, you know, we turned down Davey Richards um, just because we, we couldn't we, we couldn't nail down a date. He wasn't he was kind of wishy-washy, and I, love, I like Davey Richards. Um, I think he's great. Uh, but we, you know, we have to protect what we do, too. Yes. Hey, let me uh, let me have Dan join the party here. I believe he's on the line, the, uh, one of the voices of Scenic City Invitational. 
the Reverend or Dragon, as you wish, uh, Dan Wilson. Welcome to Tipping Point. How the hell are you? <laughs> doing, doing great, Dan. I see that the dogs are out and they're howling. They're howling for Dan. <laughs> yeah, somebody's are. Those aren't my dogs. I'm blaming that on Ace. <laughs> oh yeah, they're definitely the dogs next door. And I, every day I come outside, they start barking. And every day I think I'm going to put something in this food. So, uh, I thought yeah. maybe, maybe Larry was back on the dating scene and uh, making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan, uh, what when when you look at Scenic City, I, I want you to be totally honest here. When when Scenic City happened the first year, did you imagine that th- that you know in three years we're going to be here, where it's like that many countries, that many states, people coming from everywhere, the top guys wrestling? Um, it's it's one of I, I mean I think it's it's. Nobody can argue that it's not one of the three biggest independent wrestling tournaments that happen in the country for the year. Could, did you ever imagine that that was going to happen? Oh, hell no. I mean, you know, is it something that was hoped? Absolutely. But, you know, you you hope for a lot of things in the wrestling business, and you can shit in one hand and wish in the other, and you can see which one fills up first. Um, but... You know, sometimes, no matter how much hard work you put in, just things go wrong, and you don't end up with the results you hoped for. But with this, and all the credit goes ultimately to Josh, because this was his idea, his vision, his baby. Uh, You know, I've just been a guy to kind of advise along the way and help out where needed, and uh, just glad to still be a part of it here for the third year. But it's magnificent to see what they've done with it uh, from year one to where it's come now, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. You know, we're we're going to have Tank on, um, and there's so much going on around the trip. If it was, it's for for an independent wrestling fan, for a Smart Mark fan, it's it's heaven and a joy. But the thing that makes it this year special, of course, is Tank wrestling his last match. I asked Larry earlier, Dan. Um, what he was, what he thought he was going to feel when he finally sees Tank uh, and his run end, be it in the first round, second round, whatever. Um, what is? But you're very close to Tank. What's going to be going through your mind when you see Tank? I mean, you wrote that beautiful tribute. We read it on the air. Um, but what do you think you're going to be feeling when you see Tank in a ring for the last time? Uh, well, as I mentioned in that uh, Facebook post that became an internet wrestling article that was retweeted a lot, so thanks for all that did that. Uh, it was pretty cool. But, uh, man, so many emotions. You know, uh, happiness, sadness, uh, a lot of sadness, like I, I mentioned in the article, but for selfish reasons. You know, he's he's going out in the best way possible. How many guys get to have that last run where they're just completely celebrated and appreciated. And it's not that it took a tragic accident for everybody to come together and talk about how much they loved and appreciated Tank. You know, it it was he went out the right way. He's still a healthy man. Uh, He will go on to have a happy life. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's all great. For me, you know, just not being able to experience that with him anymore is going to be sad. uh, I will mourn those times for sure, but I will always also reflect on them with joy. Um, It's going to be a very emotional night for the old Rev, but we're going to have some fun as well. You know, wrestling is all about emotion, right? 
it's all about those real moments that you can reach down and feel. And uh, there's not going to be anything more real than what you see on Friday or Saturday night when Tank shoulders go down for the final three count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Larry, do you have a question for Dan? Or if, if his opponent goes down for the final three count, of course, I'm not counting him out. You know, he's he, he's tough as hell, and he's willing to go all the way to the you final if he not. wants to. Yeah, really. <laughs> What a story, you know, if he were to go all the way to the finals and win it as well. So, uh, Just a, a fact question. Who's going to be uh, handling the announcing with you this year? That will be uh, Brad Stutz, uh, the famed Stutzy from CWF Mid-Atlantic. Oh, yeah. And making his SCI debut this year, uh, Cecil Miller, I believe is his name. And if I'm wrong on that, I apologize, but I know his first name is Cecil. Uh, he is Brad's uh, broadcast partner in CWF. Really looking forward to meeting him and, and working with him. It'll be a rotating crew. Uh, I imagine, I, I doubt we'll all three be on every match. It'll probably be some uh, some picking and choosing and rotating to give us all a breather because there's going to be a lot of wrestling on August 4th and 5th. Yes. And um, wh- what, are you, what are you looking forward to, Dan, as far as uh, the tournament matches go, the first round, the first night? What, what jumps out? Oh, at man. So many, so many. Uh, I, I think the matchups this year are all pretty unique and, and something that, uh, you know, I, it, it's different from other years in terms of the matchups. You, you've always given uh, the, the local talent a chance to shine. You have more, like, outside talent this year, and you, you have some of them involved with some of the regular Scenic City competitors, so that's interesting. Um, for me, uh, Darby Allen and Joey Janela is an interesting prospect just because those are two yeah. really unpredictable guys, you know, like, like what are those guys going to do? And in the South, you know, well, like Darby does like FIP and stuff like that. But this is, there's going to be a lot of, of smart fans, obviously from outside the, the area, but it's still Southern wrestling. You know, you're, you're still, your walk up ticket is going to be your average Southern wrestling fan. So how are they going to fare in that environment? Like, I think they're probably going to adapt pretty well to it, but I'm, I'm interested to see that matchup. Of course, uh, I'm looking forward to Gunnar Miller and Shane Marks. I think that might be a sleeper yeah. matchup yeah. for, for uh, round one because Shane can go and Gunnar gets better with every match, and uh, he's a guy who just he doesn't make the same mistake twice. I say it on commentary and anarchy all the time because it's true. Uh, he constantly is improving and now is is pretty much uh, at the peak of where he's been, both in physical condition and mental conditioning. Uh, he just dominated in that war games. As my partner at Anarchy says, when you go through the war games, it changes you. And uh, Gunnar Miller captained through that war games to a huge victory and got real nasty in the process. Is Shane Marks willing to get as nasty as Gunnar Miller has proven that he can? So it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, the Lynch brothers colliding. It's a match we haven't seen in a while. Uh, their story is pretty interesting. If you go all the way back to Empire Wrestling, where they sort of launched their act, if you will, um, most of that was them feuding with each other. Matt Lynch was a heel. Matt Fortune, uh, he denied his family name. And uh, Joey, of course, the local hero. And they feuded all the way up until the end of the promotion 
when they finally, at the very last card, put their differences aside and rejoined each other. And then that sort of launched them into anarchy. So it's interesting. There's this whole backstory of them prior to their anarchy run starting as a tag team. And so now they've gone on to some bigger success outside of the regional area. And most people know them as a tag team. But you're going to get to see what the people of this area first really saw them break out as. And it's going to be a hell of a match because when they get down and dirty, they're not afraid to – you know, brothers, they're, they're going to get nasty. They, they've been beating the hell out of each other since they were like three years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ace, I want to throw a question to you. Um, who's somebody, I, I mean, I don't know how much you want to reveal about the backstage, but who's somebody that is in this tournament because you personally said, I want to see that guy in the tournament? Who's somebody that you personally went to bat for to get in the tournament? Uh I'd say Matt Lynch. I mean, I, yeah. I I went to bat for him pretty hard. Um, he's he's asked me every year, and I've said no, and I've said no because he hasn't proven anything to me. Uh, I love I mm. love Matt. Matt and Matt knows I love him, um, and I do anything to help him. Just all he's you know, he's he's not realized his his potential, and he still hasn't. But he's starting to. He wasn't responsible. He. Uh, you know, he would, he just wouldn't, you know, show up. Uh, he, he, and when he did show up, he was out of shape and he wasn't ready to go. Um, now I, you know, I'm proud of Matt. And I said this to him the other day through a text message. He's, he's getting a real big boy job. Uh, he's working hard. Um, he's in, he's in good shape. He can go. And I just, I, you know, I felt like if I wasn't going to this year, win. And I didn't want to look back and regret not having him in because I wanted, you know, I like helping guys and I like trying to, you know, motivate them. So I'd say Matt, uh, for sure. You know, a lot of people, they they maybe are loosely fig, um, aware of like the Chattanooga crew, guys that sort of came in together or guys that have a relationship with Big Wood. Between the two of you, Ace and Dan, can you tell us who would you consider in the Chattanooga crew? And, you know, anybody whose name you forget, we're all sorry, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, who do you consider the Chattanooga crew? Like when I talk to Jeff, he's like, oh, you know, the Chattanooga guy. Like, so, like, there's clearly a thing. So for people that may not know, who, who would you two consider to be in that sort of Chattanooga crew? Dan, you can go ahead first. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, it would go – Back to the original Chattanooga crew, uh, which was myself and Ace and Sean Tempers and uh, Jesco Blue, uh, also known as Crazy Francis, also known as Rufus Black, (laughs) (laughs) as well as my cousin, uh, who didn't last very long, but he lasted longer than most of the other guys we trained with, uh, Chit Martinez. <laughs> but he eventually <laughs> fell by the wayside. But as far as guys that, that started traveling, uh, and the Muji, of course, uh, was the manager of Pomp and Circumstance for many years, my childhood best friend and collaborative partner on many schemes. Uh, <laughs> so Muji's part of that. And then Tank joined the crew uh, once we met him and Dalton pretty early on. <laughs> 
And that's been like the core of it for many years. But we've added people, it seems, over time. So, uh, I mean, who would you consider like maybe an extension of that now, Ace? Uh, you know, I mean, I know he wasn't part, I know he wasn't from Chattanooga, but I would kind of consider Andy, Andrew Alexander. A part oh, of yeah, mm. can't, can't yeah. forget him, for sure. Um, you know, uh, for a little while, maybe Adam Jacobs. Uh, let's see here. Um, I mean, I, I guess now it's, it's, it's Gunnar Miller and, you know, the Lynches. Um, but I think for, you know, yeah, from 2006 just to 2010, I you know I'd say the crew was was me, Dan, uh, Tank, and Tempers. Yeah, that that was always the core. Then you had like you're definitely like extended family members like Bobby Moore and Kyle Matthews. Uh, it's like we would all still get together and have like Christmas parties together, and it was pretty much considered the Chattanooga Crew Christmas party, but they were always a part of it. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome, Larry. Do you have a question? Uh, Besides, who let the dogs out? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to let them out. Terrible. <laughs> so I'd like to uh, maybe bring on our guest of honor, but maybe we could do a little uh, play a little promo clip as an intro here. Please, please do. Let's see if it'll work. Blog talk. Cooperate, please. jump in with a question right away. Tank, um, you've had your last match in Landmark, and yep. now you're going to have your last match, period. We don't know if it's the first round. We don't know when it's going to happen. Um, what's, you know, you, you're a guy that's, everybody says, you know, you've got it together, and, you know, you're going out the way you should go out, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that's very positive and very good. But what's an emotion or a thought that's crossed your mind that that kind of surprises you that maybe isn't positive 
um, that's surprising you about the end being this weekend in wrestling? Uh, well, I've had my my thoughts. I like, you know, maybe tell this last like six months I've put on some of the better matches I've had in a long time. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't walk away. It's yeah. like the only negative, but I've it's something that I've like, talked myself into. It needs to be done. It needs to be done on my terms. I don't want to be one of the guys that just keeps holding on and holding on, and then the legacy of Tank just being some fat out of shape guy. I mean, I'm a fat out of shape guy, but I can still do. <laughs> and uh, so that was that's about the only unpositive thing, I guess, is just thinking, oh, damn, you know, I could probably still do this another year or so, but I just, be honest with you, I just don't really want to. Larry, do you have a question? Yeah, Tank, as you've gone through this last series of matches over these recent months, has anything surprised you about this last run of uh, shows? Uh, not really. I mean, I've just... Uh, I've Besides selling run. all those damn shirts, selling them damn uh, shirts everywhere you go, my God. <laughs> I have been selling a lot of shirts. <laughs> and, I, and I hope to sell more this weekend. But anyway, yeah, just uh, the guy, you know, people reaching out, want me to do their shows. Uh, Big Wood was always a big help, you know, when I started out. I love him like a brother. He gave me Kyle Matthews in my last show for him in Canton, and we had a nice little sprint of a match. I thought it was pretty awesome. Of course, Tremont and uh, Cornelia and – you know, there there was a few guys I would like to get to be able to work one more time, but it's never happened. Like uh, uh, Bobby Hayes, I always had great matches with him. He was a big part of my career, a mentor of mine. And uh, Bill the Butcher, we had a cage match down at PCW on July 4th. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. My, uh, I've only done three shows in PCW in, in the last year, and three of those are probably some of my better matches that I've had. In the last year, uh, I had a match with Jeter. He beat the piss out of me. Uh, me and Berg and against the hooligans and Bill the Butcher. And, uh, of course, the match with Bill the Butcher in the cage on July 4th was a good time. So, like I said, I've had some – this last run since Phoenix City Rumble, I really haven't had a bad match. I've had a few guys who talk a lot of shit that they want to work with me, and then when they had the chances to, just kind of backed out, so. It is is what it is Well you're definitely going out big I mean working Matt Riddle That's I mean again it's one of those matches That rare is me Hearing about a match where I actually want to go see The damn thing at this stage of the game But I was like god I'm not going to be there For that and it upsets me Um, Because I know it's going to be good I don't know what that match is going to be I just know it's going to be good um, you know, take a lot of discussion is going to happen, obviously, about your long and tenured career. Who's somebody you couldn't fucking stand, like, early on? <laughs> and you thought, this guy is worthless, who ended yeah, up being pretty good. <laughs> who's, who's somebody you thought was worthless, absolutely, was just like, ah, oh, who the hell is this guy, who ended up actually being pretty good? <laughs> oh, shit. His worthless ended up being pretty good. Uh, damn. If I thought you were worthless, I would probably never say you were any good. So, 
There's uh, <laughs> not too many guys. Really, when I started out, there, there weren't too many guys that I just, you know, despised. I, uh, you know, in the last few years, of course, everybody knows I hate Polly and his whole fucking crew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those dipshits. Me too. I mean, like the, like, like the whole family. They're all a bunch of fucking dumbasses. From, <laughs> from the normal ones to the fucking semi-normal ones, whatever the hell you want to say. <laughs> the only thing I, I can thank Paul Lee for in my career is that he taught me what not to do in professional wrestling. Mm. So, uh, and as far as politics. starting out, yeah, he's a, such a douchebag. I've never really just hated too many people. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I don't like who I think are the shits, and, and I look thinking maybe they should be the ones retiring and not me. So... <laughs> But I'm I'm not gonna go there yet. That'll I'll save that for the for the bullshit session on Saturday at the fan fest. Nice. <laughs> That'll be a good time. Uh you know, fucking hill hill daddy. <laughs> what a turd. Uh, anyway, no man, let's uh shit. I was told not to make fun of him because uh somebody trying to work with him, but uh, damn, I don't think he'll be able he'll be able to f- perform miracles, but we'll see. <laughs> I have a uh, question for e- I have a question for each one of you actually. So Ace Dan Tank, um, since Larry is here, what's something that Larry has said or written that pissed you off completely and you thought he was completely wrong about? Maybe you changed your opinion about it later. Maybe you didn't. Doesn't matter. What's something you clearly remember him right? I can remember everything Larry ever wrote that pissed me off. Oh, God, I can remember it. What's, what's one thing in particular that you're just like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I love embarrassing I Larry. <laughs> I know one time uh, I was doing an angle at uh, Wildside where I had turned on Al Getz and I was trying to do all these Jewish little jokes, and I had jacked them all up. I was calling them the wrong things, and he called me out on that, and then he made me feel like a fucking idiot. Other than that, he's he's always been pretty up, you know. Nothing like you know. If I had a shitty match, I knew it was a shitty match. I do remember the first write up he ever said about me. It was my first uh, wild side taping. I came out in my shorts and my Hot Topic t-shirt saying, you know, I look like the poster boy for Hot Topic, but I could actually work. So I always thought that was a hell of a compliment. <laughs> Dan, what did, do you have a, do you have something you remember Larry wrote and, or said that you were like, uh I mean, it's it's pretty common, but it never like pisses me off, like because Larry's out of his opinion. Like sometimes, like like sometimes he will review things without seeing where I'm going. You know, and I know that, so it's like, eh, he doesn't see the full picture. I, I don't worry about it. Um, and I have a very poor uh, long term memory for details like the thing. But on the last on the tank for the memory show. He kind of shit on uh, Seven and the Samoan dude, and I disagreed with that. I I thought that it was actually a good match, and I thought they both had a good showing. <laughs> it's wrestling. We can all love it. Hey, what's, your, what's, what's your Larry Goodman memory? <laughs> uh, man, there's probably so many. Uh, no, he was always really fair uh, to me, I thought. Um, 
base because they always kiss my ass because I was a Cub fan. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I, I would probably say, you know, he came to some NAWA shows in Rome, Georgia. And I, it made me laugh, but, I mean, it's the worst thing he ever said to me personally uh, or about me uh, was that Sean and I um, were some teeny bop Power Rangers in our uh, white and blue um, singlets and uh, long tights. <laughs> but that's Y'all cool. Well, looking that, that's cool. That's cool, Larry. You just you just show up in your turtleneck and your Nike hat from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if I could say one thing though, I have I have not said I have a soft spot for Chattanooga in general and for Chattanooga wrestlers. I've tended to be uh, say nice things, most of them, all of them that I really meant, but. Um, yeah, well, one th- just one thing about when you brought up NAWA, I remember Andy Alexander was pissed at me, and I remember one time he started cutting a promo on me in the ring. He didn't, he was not happy about some of the things I wrote. That's the main thing I remember about NAWA with him. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, mean, I the guy was wearing, Yeah, the guy was wearing a fishnet T-shirt. I mean, what's not to make fun of? Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ace, why... Um, how did how did Tank's last match occurring at Phoenix City? How did that come about? Who who thought of the idea? Um, how did you float it by Tank? All of that. Um, I didn't float anything by Tank. Um, it happened last September, uh, maybe even August. Um, we were talking through text message, and he had let me know that he wanted to retire next year, um, and he wanted to to retire at the Phoenix City, and uh, little did he know, we had, we had already, uh, at the time, me, Scott, and Al had already discussed him being in because we wanted to do him and Matt Riddle. And when he told me that, I knew exactly what we were going to do. Um, so uh, there was nothing that I floated by him. Um, he he asked me uh, what I thought, and inside I was smiling uh, because we kind of, you know, had already talked about it, but also I was like damn, man, like, I I didn't see it coming. Um, I mean, Tank's an old son of a bitch, but I didn't think he would be retiring right now. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> nah, man, I'd actually hit him up. I was like, hey, I want to retire next year at Phoenix City. That's me and you do one more match. And you know, Ace was like, nah, I'm done. So I was like, well, let's get Tempers fat ass back into shape. I'll work him. <laughs> and I ain't heard shit about him. So, and then they uh, proposed uh, the deal with Riddle. I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Cause it was kind of brought up as a joke last year in the Q&A. It was like, well, how, what about Tank versus Riddle? Because Riddle had sat there for 30 minutes and listened to my stories and was like, this son of a bitch is crazy. And then when they brought, brought that up, I was kind of like, I don't know, it it'd be a, a clash of styles or whatever, and, hell, we'll find out Friday night. You know how it's going to be. No, yeah, he's he is right. He is right. He did he did mention me and him, uh, and I completely blanked on that. But I've taken enough tank ass beatings over my lifetime. I don't need another one. <laughs> tank, why did you want Scenic City to be the end of the run? Yeah, hey, it's my hometown. Yeah, you know I I started here, and I want to finish here. I know. I've gotten some messages from certain people and 
grumblings how my last match should be in Georgia, which I understand that was, you know, my stomping ground, but Chattanooga's home. And I can, uh, you know, my my family will be there, and it'll be a, uh, you know, I don't want the whole thing to be a spectacle on me because the whole thing, you know, the entire tournament is going to be awesome. And you got yeah. 15 kick-ass guys, and then my old ass who will be in a nursing home in a couple of years. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it it'll be a special moment. But like I said, you know, there's there's more to it than than me hanging it up. I mean, we got. A kick-ass tournament. We got some good matches on night two, and uh, it'll 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 make for a good time. Anybody that comes will be disappointed. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fifteen dollars for the floor, ten dollars general admission. Get your ass there. I mean, there there really is no excuse to not go to this show. Um, uh, Dan, I have one more question for you, uh, Dan. When you know when Tank's gonna, Tank's going to be out of pro wrestling, what's something that this new crop of wrestlers needs to take from Tank and to improve the state of wrestling? What's something that they need to get from Tank? Okay, granted, there's a million styles of wrestling now that are. Yep. Hello? I'm here. Did we lose Dan? Dan. I have no idea where anybody is. <laughs> Let me see if I can get him back here. I blame we. Uh, he I dropped. Mean, St- Steven, I mean, you're the one selling, you know, $10, $15, get your ass there. How about you get your ass here? <laughs> You know, I, I I was going last year. I had actually already gotten a hotel room, um, and then I got I got a new fucking job. Like, it was, uh, um, and it was a great job. But you know, unfortunately, I cannot be there this year. He's fucking crazy. We we still have two weeks of summer before the kids go back, so it's madness cuckoo fucking time here. We got Dan. We got Dan back on the line. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, sorry. I, I guess the blog talk radio powers that be were trying to uh, to keep me from saying what I was going to say. Uh, so, <laughs> from, from bell to bell, try to keep in mind that you're selling a motherfucking fight. Like, Tank is the master of believability. No matter what he does, no matter how ridiculous it is, uh, He's going to make you feel like it's real. He, from the second he walks out the curtain, that's not even from bell to bell. Forget I even said bell to bell. From the second you walk out the curtain, from the time you do your promo for the next one, you're selling a fight. Make it real. If they can't get lost in it, they know it's bullshit. Believe me, nobody out here that doesn't know it's bullshit anymore. That's okay. Because this whole suspension and disbelief thing that people preach about, it's actually a thing. If you go in there and you treat it like it's real and you pretend like if you were actually in a fight, what would actually happen? Do that. Take that from Tang because he's the master at that. And uh, can I chime in on this? Be thick skin. Yes, please. Be thick skin. If somebody ribs you and 
gives you shit, just fucking take it with a grain of salt. I mean, there was many times when I started, guys told me I sucked and I wasn't ever going to make it out of, uh, you know, the Rossville, Georgia area. And, uh, you know, it, it was something to, to prove somebody wrong. That's why all my shitbird posts, people get all butthurt about it. You know, most of the shit's about me anyway, you know, or <laughs> super shit super shit I've done. But, uh, yeah, man, just be, be thick-skinned and listen. Uh Listen to the older guys. You know, of course, these these newer guys know every damn thing. So, and quit doing cartwheels in matches. All I gotta say. <laughs> you're not you're not fucking Will Osprey. <laughs> but that's an all different story. <laughs> but can I say uh, this? I really, yeah. I have I have got to go. I have got to go eat with the family. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, to Ace and Dan and Larry and Steven, you know, uh, 21 years of hitting the road, it's going to come to an end. It's going to suck, but it's going to be a happy moment all at the same time, you know. So, and I want to thank you all for having me on. Thank you all for uh, Ace for bringing the best out in me when I was down and out at, at Empire. Dan for booking me to be a monster when I'm really just a big old teddy bear. Larry for talking, Larry for talking shit about people. That I always pop for that. And Stephen, we never got to meet, but you know, uh, you're you seem to be a cool motherfucker. So maybe one of these days I can make it down to Florida. We can actually hook up and go to Disney or some shit. Oh, absolutely. Dad, Dad's into my house. <laughs> yes, please. And uh, and I love all y'all. You know, all y'all are like brothers to me. So uh, this Friday night, if it ends Friday night, so be it. But it ends Saturday. But uh, if you're listening to this, get your ass to Chattanooga. East Allen in high school Friday night. Tank versus Riddle. Uh, I really don't know all the other matches because I'm scatterbrained right now. But it's going to be a hell of a tournament and for a good cause. And that's really all I got to say, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Tank. All right, guys. Appreciate it. All right. See you Friday. See you, brother. Ace, I have one last question for you. Um, you know, there's so much going on. I mean, between, you know, seminar with Brutal Bob and so much learning's going on, so much emotion's going to be there, not to mention this great kick-ass fucking tournament. But what – at the end of the day, when, when it's all done and you're, and you're alone and thinking about the weekend that has just happened, what will be your measures of success for you personally? Um, obviously, financially, it's going to do well and that kind of thing. I just mean, what's going to make you feel like, damn, we did it again, you know? Um, what, what's going to make you happy at the end of the day? Um. You know, aside from the money that, you know, we'll raise for uh, East Hamilton. Um, yeah. I, I'm i not going to measure the show off. You know, I respect Larry. I like Larry a lot. And uh, I read all Larry's reports. Um, it, you know, I think for me personally, um, if it's Friday or Saturday night, to me, um, 
and I know he said, you know, it's not about him. It, you know, it may not be about him, but if Tank is happy after Saturday night, um, and he's had a good weekend, and we've done right by him, because he's one of my best friends. I've known him since I was 12 years old. Um, I think for me personally, if if he's happy at, at the end on Saturday night, that's good enough for me. Hmm. Dan, what's 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 a litmus test for you on on Phoenix City um, being awesome once again? I, I, what I said, I mean, there, there's no other. For for us, this is a, such a deeply personal moment. Um, and you know, for like, for me, I'm I joke a lot and say a lot of things publicly, but like I'm a pretty private person when it comes to my real actual feelings um you know steve you know there are some people that get those unfiltered opinions right as well but not everybody uh but uh, you know you're gonna see the realest side of me you've ever seen when tank says goodbye like it's and if he's happy with it then that that's all i can hope for you know that, that everything with him goes off well obviously you want huge crowd but we've already uh, set the table for that you can see with all of the the twitter buzz and the people coming in from all over the world for this thing that i, I don't think attendance is going to be a problem uh ace and the promotional team have really done a bang up job on uh, making sure people know about this thing and so i, I just to echo what he said is if tank is happy and it's a fitting way for him to go out then uh, i think everybody's going to be elated yeah um, please tell us uh, one last time how to get tickets, when and where, please. All right. Uh, you know, we, we have a limited amount of floor seats left. Um, I know we were, you know, um, talking earlier. Uh, I know we're somewhere, uh, you know, 20 or less, maybe 10. I, I can't really remember what Dylan told me. But if you want floor seats, I suggest you get with Dylan ASAP. Um, you can email him. Dylan Waco, that's D-Y-L-A-N-W-A-C-O at gmail.com. Um, or you can uh, message the Facebook page, uh, uh, SCI Tournament, um, and we'll, we'll get you set up. Um, there's going to be plenty, there's gonna be plenty of uh, general admission. Um, well, I mean, as of right now, I mean, I'm hoping we sell the son bitch out. Um, but We've got uh, we've got a lot of people coming. I was, uh, to say the least, I you know I'm humbled by the response. Um, you know, Dylan and 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 Scott Hensley, um, they're you know they're my go-to guys on this. They help out a, a ton. Um, without them, you know, I'd be going nuts. Um, so you know, and I bounce stuff off Dan um, and Tank constantly. So. It's a team effort, man. I mean, I, I know I get the credit, but, you know, <laughs> trust me, uh, just me by myself is not putting this together. Um, we put the we put the effort in. We we ground and pound on, on promotion, flyer, uh, glad hand. Um, you know, we've got our Chattanooga Times Free Press doing write-up. Uh, we've got local radio stations having us in. Uh, we've got news channels, you know, getting on it for us. So, you know, we're trying to make this, you know, not just this year, but we, we really want to continue to build on the momentum. And, you know, for guys like, you know, Larry and Steven that, you know, have us on um, and, and give us the opportunity to talk about it, thank you so much.
Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, uh, everybody got into wrestling. For, you know, there's a bu- bunch of different reasons, but the thing that everybody shares um, when it comes to wrestling, whether it's being a fan, a fanatic, or one of the boys, is you wanted to be a part of something bigger than yourself. That's when pro wrestling or anything is at its best is when you're a part of something bigger than you. Um, It's why WrestleMania is WrestleMania. There's just something about it that just is bigger than anything else. And scenic city is that thing. It's emotion and it's wrestling and it's what's new and hot and what's time tested and great. And frankly, if you're anywhere within a stone's throw of this show and you don't go for just to, because you're being belligerent, um, you're a fool. It's why, it's why we're all still doing this dumb shit. <laughs> because at the end of the day, without, it's, it's like paper money has no value unless we all decide it does. Gold isn't valuable unless we all treat it as if it is. And events like this simply don't come around very often. And if we don't <laughs> attach the value to it, um, then we have nobody to blame but ourselves um, when we miss it. So be there. That's my promo for fucking Scenic City. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank see you very much. Uh, appreciate it. See you on Friday. Yeah, see you then. See you, guys. see you then. Bye-bye. Woo. Larry, man, Tank, um, I, I mean, it's not surprising he would be emotional. I think when you have a persona like Tank's is in the ring, and even how he is on Facebook, um, it's easy to forget. This sounds terrible, but it's easy to forget that there's a man there. Um, like a real breathing, living man with a family yeah. and, and thoughts and emotions of his own. And I can't imagine what that thing with him and Riddle is going to be. Like, yeah. how how rare is it when I, I mean, when you think about what people get excited about nowadays, people are pretending to be excited about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. That shows how bad things are, that people can pretend that that is something other than a farce to take their money um, because they're so desperate to be part of something bigger than themselves. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to read your report on it. Um, a lot of work. Uh, what, so it's Friday night and Saturday night. Um, man. I, I can't even wrap my mind around it. I, you know, we had two promos ready that, that the one you played was pretty phenomenal. Um, do you by chance have the other promo queued up? I, you know, let's no blog talk screwed up and is not properly loading. I wish I want very much one. Cause I had one from tank too. And another one from Dan from empire. They were both really good, but, Block Talk is just not cooperating. I'm sorry. That's all right. Why don't we go out like this? Um, tell me a memory that you have of Tank, and I will as well, and then we'll just sign off and see everybody later on. Some memory you have of Tank? Because I, I mean, you've obviously gotten to see him live many more times than me. Um, what's uh, what's a memory that you have of Tank? 
Well, I'm just, it's still vivid in my mind from this last appearance at Cornelia. And one, what an awesome match he had, Tremont, and the emotional response of the fans after it was over. Uh, that's something, that, that's a memory I'll cherish a tank. I loved hearing about um, his sort of last run at like sort of the major like deathmatch tournaments. I loved that he did them. I loved that he had sort of a, a sort of tour because you know, that kind of wrestling it's, it's funny because nowadays people talk about like flippity floppity with sort of derision, but there was a time where like hardcore wrestling and deathmatch wrestling in particular was really seen as, the decay of the business. It's, it's funny. A lot of the same things that are said about like sort of spot wrestling and false finishes up the wazoo that those charges are very similar to the charges that people once leveled at deathmatch wrestling, right? Oh, look at all this negative attention you're giving the wrestling and you're killing the business and blah, blah, blah. And wah, wah, wah. But at the same time, there's something about it that is such – it's the sheer spectacle and danger of it is amazing. And, well, you know, Dan said it as well as anybody possibly could, that there's just a – Tank brings he, – he brings the big fight feel to everything he does. And, um, gosh, I mean, that's something that we just can't lose. The guys that have been able to do it – I mean, it's pretty elite company. Um, but, you know, when I think of Tank, I, I think of Bruiser Brody, um, a guy who kind of played by his own rules and you never knew w where he was coming from exactly. And there was sort of a heightened sense of danger about him. But at the end of the day, he was a guy that genuinely cared about the people around him and his family. So that's, I mean, I can honestly give no higher praise to anybody than you remind me of Bruiser Brody. So that's pretty high praise in terms of, in terms of another guy who was, you know, keeping it real for sure at all times. So, yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, a, a little bit smarter than people give him credit for and a guy who saw wrestling for what it was, and that wasn't a bad thing. It didn't seeing wrestling for what it is doesn't necessarily mean you're putting yourself above it. It means you embrace the good parts of it and emphasize them. And Brody did that. And I think Tank did that as well. Scenic City, uh, Friday and Saturday. You know, I know PCW sort of shuffled their schedule the last month so they could have the weekend off um, because I mean it's going to be a big one, and I can't wait to hear about it. Um, Larry, when are we going to be back with Tipping Point? Good question. I was just going to say that uh, I'm going to be heading to Chicago here shortly, next week. So uh, I think it's going to be a couple weeks, if that's okay with you, Steve, at least, before we that, get back. That works, that works for me. So um, everybody, get to, get to Scenic City. Check out um, what is the website exactly, because I always say it wrong. Oh, GWH GWH news and notes dot blogspot dot com. Yeah, or you check can just that Google out. G GWH news it comes right up. You really love that, don't you? That you can just Google GWH news. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, you, you, 
just such dumb luck that we're the number one search. If you put in GWH News, you, that's what you get. So, anyway. One thing I didn't get to do tonight that I'll love to do in two weeks is I want to tell I want to talk a little bit about Bobby Simmons since um, there's no more Peach State pandemonium. But Bobby Please Simmons do. is a great guy. If if you don't know Bobby Simmons, do me a favor, look him up, and uh, and then that way some of the stuff I'm going to say to you is going to make way more sense. But um, we'll be back with that and much much more in two weeks with the tipping point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.